Hello, and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. It is morning here uh, by the window in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. This is episode 73 of the Conrad Life Report. I think this is precisely two weeks since the last one. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, we're back. Uh, let's see. It is a cold day here in New York City. This is the coldest morning we've had so far. Uh, it is 40. Well, at like sunrise, it was 40. It's like 45 degrees and then, you know, feels like 41. So when I went running, I had on the uh, long running tights or whatever for the first time since the the spring or winter, basically. Um and then my two sh- two t-shirts, hoodie, and then like kind of like sweatshirt thing over the hoodie. So, and I wore a winter hat for the first time this season. So we're back to that. Um, so yeah, brisk, but still actually kind of feels good. And I am, I am fine with it getting uh, a little cooler. Um, but yeah, I'm not looking forward to when things are wet and cold and awful and slushy. But yeah, for now. I'm into it, I guess. So yeah, for the last two weeks, what's happened? Not too, too much. Um, uh, Let's see. For those of you following the saga of my new phone where I walked around a few weeks ago um, thinking I could, naively thinking I could go into some Apple store like a Rube and purchase an Apple product, uh, which they didn't have. Um, So what I'd done was ordered it on Verizon via the Verizon website. I don't know why I thought it would kind of like work out easier that way. But um, I ordered it October 8th and then said it was going to ship October 22nd estimated uh, shipping date. And that date came and went. And then um, like a week later, I was like, well, you know what? I've been checking. I started checking the Apple site in the morning, which is what the people at the Apple store actually said to do because they said they get random stock in the mornings. And lo and behold, I started seeing that phones were showing up there and on different days they would have like some new phones ready and then other days they would not um and then some days you would see that they had the same awkward um awkward sort of like uh oh my gosh what's the word i'm looking for but a configuration available several days in a row so no one wanted like the pink 256 or whatever for two days in a row um but anyway so yeah i ordered a phone i canceled the verizon order um, and I went to Williamsburg earlier this week to the Apple store there, which is where they had this phone and I got it, uh, like a 13 blue 128. Um, so yeah, it's the first phone in over four years for me. And my old phone was lagging. It was like having issues. It was having battery issues. Of course. Um, it had a hairline crack, which annoyed me. Uh, the volume side switch no longer worked. Um, and the case, which of course I could have gotten a new one, but the case was falling apart. And actually it was so loose that that's what led to the hairline crack a few months ago, which is annoying. I will not make that mistake again, waiting to replace a new case when needed. But anyway, so I have a new phone and even though it's still an iPhone and, you know, kind of all looks the same, it is exciting because it's, uh, I can actually take a photo when I want to and not wait four seconds to hopefully have the camera work. Um, so anyway, that's the end of that saga. I guess I will get a new phone in, well, I was going to say four years again, but I guess I could 
they make it easy to upgrade? I don't even know. I've never really upgraded. So like I always wait till one phone dies and then I get another one. So I guess maybe I'll become an upgrader. We'll see. But anyway, that saga is now complete. Um, what has happened in the past couple of weeks? Actually pretty quiet socially and actively. Uh, I did play a gig. So the shimmies played at outside at B61 slash Alma here in Brooklyn on Saturday, October 23rd. So the shimmies are kind of just an incarnation of the same people that I play with all the time. And so, um, for this, uh, for this outing, it was Stephanie on keyboards, Mike on guitar, Jeremy on vocals, uh, Ray on drums and a keyboard bass and me on drums too. Um, snare and hi-hat and, uh, Roto Toms and, uh, David Nagler on keyboards also. So yeah, we just played a lot of eighties covers, basically, uh, hungry, like the wolf, um, ghostbusters, uh, don't get me wrong by the pretenders, uh, a lot of stuff. So, uh, it was all for a benefit for my body, my party, which was a party thrown at B61 to benefit two charities, one in Texas and one in New York to help, uh, fund abortion access. So Apparently, it was a very successful evening. I think um, four or even five figures were raised, and it was a blast. And I got, like, Oliver and Julie got to see it, uh, my sister-in-law, and one of my nieces. The other one was on a sleepover, but one of my nieces saw it, and my Boston Terrier-in-law, Coco, was there, um, and other friends, and it was great. Really, really great show. So we played in the, uh, if you know, B61 on the corner of Columbia and DeGraw, um, it, they call it Carroll Gardens, but did you know that everything on the other side of the BQE is technically Red Hook? So yeah, um, so over there we played, we were set up, they had the band set up in a, um, in the outdoor seating shed on DeGraw. It was really cozy and great. And I would love to play there again. I, B61 should have more events like that. And we started at, um, uh, when did we start playing? Like 6.45 or something and played till almost 8.00. It was great. I guess eight o'clock we played. Um, so that was the big hangout party news, um, gig show fun news. Um, the other thing is we went to Baltimore for a night. Um, this is the family, not the shimmies. Um, we went last Saturday, meaning like five days ago. So it was, um, my mother-in-law's 70th birthday. So we went to, um, Baltimore, spent the night, uh, my nieces and brother and sister-in-law upstairs, they went Friday night. They drove through the hellish rainstorm and windstorm on that Friday night on the 29th. And we went early in the morning Saturday when it was all post-storm and beautiful clear skies. And there was no traffic, not even on the Staten Island Expressway. And we got to Baltimore in like, well, three hours and 20 minutes because we spent 20 minutes um, at a rest stop or three hours and 15 minutes, but it was glorious to drive to Baltimore with no traffic. Um, and there was no traffic on the way back too the next day because we left in the morning. And again, no traffic on the Staten Island Expressway, which is always the bottleneck. Um, so anyway, Baltimore was fun, 24 hours. We had not been there since December, 2019. We have seen Julie's parents, um, twice, twice. Um, but we have not actually gone down to the house there since the pandemic started. So we got there. What did we do? They, most everyone went out to go 
to Dick's Sporting Goods <laughs> and, and other random such places. I stayed at home and watched the Michigan-Michigan State game, which was obviously a disappointing result. And then at some point, I got up and went to the new brewery in their area of Baltimore, which is Cockeysville, Hunt Valley, up in the northern, just north of the Beltway off 83, um, like north of Lutherville and Timonium and um, Towson. And anyway, there's a new brewery called Hunt Valley, a Baltimore County Brewery, BC Brewery. And if you know Baltimore, there's always a distinction between Baltimore City, which is kind of the, you know, more central city part of Baltimore. And it has that famous shape that is the shape of Baltimore, you know, that you see on maps and that they make T-shirts out of and posters and stuff. And um, then there's the rest of Baltimore County. So BC stands for Baltimore County. Uh, and it was in... in in a kind of huge warehousey type space, but in one of those like exurban office studio configuration, you know, huge places, warehouse type places, except this looked newer rather than older. But anyway, huge space. It was pretty good. Um, the beer was fine. Like um, doesn't didn't compare to any of like the incredible beer that I happen to live right in the middle of here. But um, it was good. And it's one of those places like Randolph and Dumbo where um, you you get a beer card and then you go up and to a bunch of um, taps and you actually pull your own beer and it records how much how many ounces of beer you pulled. One of those types of places, which is good for trying beer, for trying like different kinds. You can like pour five ounces of whatever and then like get a new glass and pour eight ounces of something else. So I went to that and then my um, brother-in-law Drew joined uh, and we watched the... Um, awful end of the Michigan Michigan State game and then we made it back we took some family photos and then we went down to the inner harbor for uh, a dinner for um, my mother-in-law and she refused to eat outdoors and we have been strict about not eating indoors but we kind of um, I guess evaluated risk and just decided we should do it Um, so we did so we got a very early time, like a 5.30, and for the first part of the dinner, the restaurant, which was big and actually has a huge tall ceiling, it was like in an old big building down there, um, it was kind of like the restaurant was a third filled, and I felt comfortable, and then it got more filled by the time we finished, and I still felt okay because it was just such a large room, um, but it is weird to be in a state where they don't check vaccination status, like you just kind of walk in, and the staff was wearing masks and we were when we walked in and we took them off when we got to our table but just felt a little different you know same with the brewery um like I felt fine in there and I wore a mask half the time I was in there and then like when I was kind of at the table by myself or with my brother-in-law drinking a beer had it off but very um just weird to not have that checked like because in New York we're so used to like you know it being such a thing but anyway, I did feel fine and comfortable, and um, I don't, <laughs> and I think we were all fine. But anyway, so we had dinner, and it was a big Italian expensive restaurant, and I loved it. Singhiali, it's called C I N G H I A L E. If you're ever in Baltimore, it was actually nice and expensive, but they had this great prefix deal, which we did not take advantage of. But I was like, oh, if I lived in Baltimore, I would come down here for a nice dinner. Um, so yeah, that was it. Woke up the next day, gassed up at Wawa by myself because I wanted to go. And Oliver doesn't like waiting at gas stations, and I don't like being rushed because I like little things like that. So I went and got gas, hung out at Wawa, 
bought some things and then went back and picked up Julie and Oliver and then we left. And it was Halloween that day. We got up here and um, went out for Halloween. Oliver was a pumpkin, as I think I mentioned before. Um, his younger cousin Sophie was also a pumpkin. And Oliver went out trick-or-treating only for one block. We went all the way out to Clinton Street and then he said, I'm all trick-or-treated out. And then we turned around and came back. And he seemed confident enough and happy enough that we agreed that he didn't have to go out, that he announced to various grown-ups on stoops as we walked home that he was all done trick-or-treating, which is not something he does because he's so shy. So he must have clearly been relieved to not have to keep going. And our neighborhood gets very crowded at Halloween. So I, I get why he didn't want to go to Clinton Street because it really starts to get packed. But yeah, he went back inside. I hung out in the stoop for a bit. Um, Drew and I were out there, and then we went down to Union Grounds to watch a bit of the end of some football games. And then Eric came over after his things, and he and I had some couple of beers on the stoop, and it was actually kind of like a party night. I, I, <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" I'm like, uh, it was, "You know, quite a bit for a school night, technically." But um, it was fine and fun, and that's kind of it. And then we had Election Day, which is um, hmm. Not great for the Democrats. I'm trying not to get stressed out or pay much attention, but I'm looking at the good news, which is that in Cincinnati, Aftab Puraval was elected. He's 39 years old. He's the first Asian-American mayor of Cincinnati. Um, I met him. So he introduced the National at Homecoming, their festival, like three years ago, whenever that was. And I saw him introduce them. And then the next night, I was backstage before... They went on, and I was introduced to him, and then we I rode in a van to the stage, which was kind of comical. It was like literally a 150-yard drive. But, um, yeah, so the, the van drove us, um, like band and guests or whatever, to the, the stage, the back of the stage. And I sat next to him, and I was like, oh, how do you know them? And then blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait a minute. You were the one introducing them last night. And he was like, yeah. So I met him and his wife. And he was very nice. And then it turns out that he is close friends with my close friend from high school, a guy named Tyler, uh, who I went to high school with um, in southern Ontario. And he went to college at Kentucky and met someone from Cincinnati and has never left Cincinnati. So it's really he's the other him, me and Joey Votto are the only three people I know with Cincinnati Toronto connections. Um, So he's a friend of Aftab's, too. So it's like, wow, I actually have connections now to the mayor of Cincinnati. Um, anyway, and I heard that um, his young kid goes to my old school in Cincinnati, too. So anyway, pretty cool. So that was good news in a sea of bad news um, election-wise. And, of course, the other big news is vaccines for 5 to 12-year-olds. Um, so Oliver will be getting a vaccination he, I woke up this morning to Julie on the couch saying I just made an appointment for Oliver, and I was like, wow, okay. Um, so I guess we're, we have a CVS appointment for not this weekend but next, but then it turns out that all New York City public schools will be having vaccinations in schools next week. So his school has it like on Thursday, I think, next week. So I guess we'll he'll just have it there. Pretty crazy. And at that point, I will feel a lot better about actually – enjoying indoor life, um, which I've essentially been avoiding for the most part, um, except for that great (laughs) six-week period in June where everything was nice. Um, But yeah, 
so that is that's good news and it's just ah what a journey but um but yeah other than that yeah for election day yesterday oliver had no school it was an asynchronous learning day which is kind of like oh god um what happens is there's no school in school but technically you're supposed to do some school work and they send it home with the parents and you know, they kind of assume the kid can do schoolwork on their own. But of course, my son cannot do that. He needs guidance all the time. And so I had to go through all this work. But he actually did it in a short amount of time. And he's like, you know, don't stand over me. I can do it. I'm like, okay, great. So basically, I was able to work. And I just sort of monitored him. And then whenever he finished a section, he would want me to look at it. And I'd go look at it and say, okay, keep going. And I said, if you finish by lunchtime, let's go to F&F. So we finished, and he's like, let's go to FNF, and we walked down to FNF, and FNF is now closed on Mondays and Tuesdays for the winter, which stinks. It's like, ah, sorry. And then I was like, later on, I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind Baby Luke's for dinner, by myself, I meant. Um, I was like, I'll just kind of might get Baby Luke's. And then they're closed this week or something for renovations. They were actively working in there, but um, I don't know what was going on. I do think the place could use some indoor renovations. It's very Spartan on the inside. Their outdoor area, outdoor seating has become really fantastic. They, they're in that nice garden area on first place, as well as a nice section on Court Street itself. But but pretty sad pizza day for the neighborhood when both F&F and Baby Luke's are closed. Um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, so now is the big news. Now it's cold. And... What else is happening in life? I guess that's kind of it. Um, music. Listen to the new War on Drugs album a number of times. I don't live here anymore. It's very good. It's more focused, less, you know, kind of sprawling. Um, I'm fine with sprawling. I'm also fine with the focused. Um, it was good. Uh, I listened to it a bunch in the car. We listened to it driving to Baltimore. And I got to say that, um, you know, I'm fine not driving all the time, but I do think I enjoy listening to new music most in a vehicle. Um, that's my preferred place to listen to new music, but I am most of the time not in a vehicle, but that's fine. Um, I also listened to a new Billy Bragg album, The Million Things That Never Happened. Um, I think my friend Brendan Gilmartin worked on this album uh, publicity-wise. It's good. Uh, it's, it's kind of more of like an Americana thing, which has been his thing lately. Um, a couple of songs he sings in what I think is the one register that his voice isn't <laughs> strong in. So I almost, I almost feel awkward listening to it because I feel like his voice is not going to make it, so to speak, but, um, it's kind of a low, too low for him. But anyway, good record. And then I think I listened to a bunch of like random singles, which I didn't write down. So, um, sorry. Books. I finished Dune Messiah by Frank Herbert, the sequel to Dune and the third in the kind of first trilogy of i guess two trilogies he wrote for dune like there's like six books but really people i think most like the first three books and then really people mostly like dune the best but dune messiah is great it's kind of like the empire strikes back to dune's star wars a new hope and i loved it it's like almost entirely palace intrigue type stuff and it's fascinating i just think it's such a fascinating story, um, what happens with Paul, um, his rise and, you know, his path later. I, I just 
think it has a lot to teach us. Um, and, oh, and I watched the movie Dune. Um, sadly, I had to watch it on my laptop because I don't. I just knew I wouldn't get to a movie theater before it leaves HBO Max. But um, it's great. It I I I saw a headline and I've been reading a lot about Vulture or Vulture about Dune, but I saw a headline in Vulture which I thought summed it up, which is that Denny Villeneuve does not this Dune does not care if you like it, and I can see uh, how that headline makes sense. I mean this. Dune is this this Dune is like a dream it, it like meaning it's like dreamlike and it just feels like a book in the best sense um I thought the imagery it, like it stays on images for a while like um it, it's not like it's not like a movie in search of action scenes the action scenes happen when they need to but to me it's like an anti it's like the opposite of Marvel which I don't like those movies. Um, I know a lot of people do, but they're just too too loud. Every time a, a Marvel movie, I think about it. I think about um, my friend Adam Graham's description of Transformer movies, which is like throwing a bunch of nuts and bolts in a blender and then turning it on. It's just just too cacophonous. But yeah, this Dune was just like, oh, kind of just want to like, I just used to sort of like get absorbed into this world. Um, anyway, I'm glad that they approved the next Dune, which I guess was not a sure thing, but yeah, it's coming. Um, and then beyond that, I picked up Mark Ribot's memoir uh, called Unstrung from the library, and I will finish that as soon as I start that as soon as I finish this One Click America book by Alec McGillis, which I'm still reading, which I enjoy, but it is kind of depressing because it's just about how like our amazon and one click world is just ruining things so it's depressing it's hard to pick it up even though once i do i'm like oh this is very good but um i got an i got a text message today saying that it was due at the library yesterday which is late library usually sends you notifications on time and i guess i don't mind that it's late because there are no more library fees anymore in new york city um but i do want to get the book back because somebody else might be wanting to read it um so i'll finish that this week and then I'll read that Mark Ribot book. Um, and beyond that, what else is like uh, going on? Nothing. Just like autumn, trying to figure out what to do for the holidays. We're going to drive wherever we go. So we don't have to like make plans and worry about flights and all that, which I think flight flying is going to be a, a mess um, this season. But and means it, meaning it'll be kind of fun to perversely fun to follow along. But um Oh, let's see. I guess the last thing on my list is just um, a couple of beer things. Um, I tried uh, a new beer from Schilling, which I love, which I had not had before, called George, which is George but without the E at the end, and it's their Munich-style dark lager. Oh, fantastic. Schilling is just so, so good. Um, And then I had the, speaking of good, the Fox Farm Threes Brewing collaboration, which I've been waiting for finally came out it's called stasis and it's they call it an alt beer and i guess it's kind of like a fooder fermented kolsch style but slightly darker it's a fooder fermented dark kolsch and um it's great and i asked how much they had because i didn't want to like if i loved it i didn't want to have you know miss out on more and they said they made enough that it'll be in the store for weeks so i'm going to get more um 
this week probably. I have one can left um, in the fridge. I bought a four pack, and I shared one with with someone over the weekend. So yeah, I, I have one left. Um, so I need more. And that's it. That is it for the Conrad Life Report, episode seventy three. Um, yeah, I guess the next one of these will be Thanksgiving week. Is that right? No, it'll be the week before. Whatever, I'll figure it out. Um, okay. I will talk to you next time. Hope everyone is doing well and staying warm and uh, staying as upbeat as possible in these interesting times. Um, Talk to you next time.